Hello, welcome back to the Sports Couch Podcast, uh, episode six, with your hosts, Nick, Matt, and Chris. We appreciate you tuning in again for episode six. Uh, season one has Nick with two wins, Chris with two wins. I'm sorry, Nick with three wins, Chris with two wins, and Matt with zero wins. Another week, another six questions. Uh, so I'll rattle off the questions that we got here. Yo, it, I, I got a question first. Is Matt ever going to win? <laughs> I'm not sure. It's <laughs> unlikely at this point. That'll be our, our sudden death question between me and you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, our questions we got is, who is the best receiver in the NFL and why? Uh, who will win the NCAA uh, tournament, Gonzaga or Baylor? Should the NBA go back to the, play- go back to the bubble for playoffs? How big of an addition is Andre Drummond if the Lakers get healthy? And should the NCAA players be able to earn money for their name, image, likeness, etc., while attending school? And finally, is the 17-week season good or bad for the NFL? So, hey, ha- happy Easter, everybody! Happy hey, Easter! What a game winner by Jalen Suggs last night. It was probably one of the craziest games I've ever seen in my life. Incredible and, game. Incredible fantastic. game. Freaking. And, I, I hope he called bank. <laughs> I hope he called bank. <laughs> but just the uh, the double, you know, the scream of, oh, when Juzang hits it. And then two seconds later, oh, it was just high octane. It really was. I mean, the you only, couldn't ask yeah. for anything more than that's with why, the final the only court pass. Yeah. The only thing yeah. close to that was Super Bowl 49 and the change of the adrenaline. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Catch down at the All right, so I'm going in. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna start off <laughs> with saying. who will win the NCAA tournament, uh, Baylor or Gonzaga? And Matt, have a seat on the couch. Against who? Against me. I'm gonna take a seat as well. I'll put myself on the couch. And Matt, you can go ahead and start whenever you're ready. All right, Chris. Matt, let on. me know because Chris is the moderator. Little, let me get this little timer up. I wasn't. I wasn't prepared. I didn't. I didn't think Nick was going to put himself on the couch first. Yeah, All right, so now here you go. I got to go chalk. Um, it is the Gonzaga Bulldogs. I mean, thirty-one and zero can't cannot you know go against it. I'm I'm about like Chris's greatness. I want to see the perfect season. I know a lot of people want to see an upset. You know, a lot of people want to see it, it get kind of dismantled. But I love it. This team. I've been watching in the tournament. They get it done. Yes. Uh, there's an argument to be made that they didn't play a lot of competition um, in the regular season, but they, they saw some competition in the tournament and somehow they always found a way to get it done. Um, you know, you got every, every game, someone else outshines someone else on that team. And when someone's not hitting someone else's Kispert, Timmy Suggs, they've got a great core of guys. They really move the ball well and they play at a high pace. And even last night you saw UCLA was trying to play more half court and not, you know, match, their, their, their fast pace, and it was working for them. And that was a great matchup. I think you got two teams that really can score at will that have high-intensity offenses uh, for this championship game. But the magic is on their side. Look at Suggs' bank shot last night, jumping up on the table like, like Kobe, you know, like Dwayne Wade. That stuff is legendary. Is. That stuff is legendary. And I, I just think that the coach, he's been building this program for 22 years. You know, it's his second appearance in the Final Four. You know, now second appearance in the championship. The writing's on the wall have for them. Have they won before? Um, no, they have not. Uh, the writing's on the right. wall. They were in, they were in it so in 2017 Matt, and lost. Yeah, so oh, yeah, that, I, I'm, I'm going lo- with – Didn't they lose? 
Didn't they lose on the – um, wasn't that the year – wasn't that the year that um, Gordon Hayward missed the, the buzzer beater? Yeah. Or am I thinking of yeah, something that, different? That, that was the year, but where but he where was Gordon Hayward? What team was he on? Who was not Gonzaga? I don't fucking know. No, remember. but but I I'm, think they I'm, lost I'm uh, you can check on this, but I think they lost to North Carolina in 2017, I believe. That was the year they beat gotcha. West Virginia in that matchup. That was tough. But anyway, um I just think that Gonzaga I, I plays like great. Yeah. Great, I like, great team I like basketball. Because, and I think we you know, know you can't trust big uh twelve teams down the stretch uh-huh. and it counts. But, but hey, I mean, out. here's the thing. Big, you know, Baylor looked great. Um, I just think that Gonzaga. I think is, UCLA got put the magic. Out a game plan to beat them. They did, but Gonzaga's got the UCLA magic. They showed the world beat Gonzaga. They played a great tournament, and I just think that they're going to continue the perfect season. They're going to get it done. I think it's going to be a tight game. But that second half Gonzaga team, Timmy down low, they get they get points, man. And that guy Ayayi, he is phenomenal. Really. Doesn't he play for the uh, former Eagle, former Eagles running back? <laughs> <laughs> no, but he was firing uh, on all cylinders last night. I, I, I mean, they got guys. My turn. Like I let 20. Matt. I let Matt go a little longer because he doesn't know. I, I had to let him get a chance to get the dub here. I know you could speak in sixty <laughs> seconds and flip my right, opinion here. Maybe if you, maybe if you want to tell us how, since you're more of a Big Twelve guy, maybe if you could tell us because you've seen Baylor play a little more. Maybe do you think Baylor's got a chance, or do you think Gonzaga is going to win? You can start now. I, I do think they have a chance, and I have Baylor picked to win it and, and um, in one of my brackets. And as you know, Chris, I've been high on them all year, high in the Big 12. They play, they've played a lot of very, very, very good teams. And to be honest with you, this is a rare occurrence when I think the best two teams in the country are meeting in the championship. I mean, these two teams are both lights-out passers, great defensively. They have, you know, a lot of their players are just, just playing so well offensively and defense, defensively. Jared Butler... Big 12 player of the year. He had 17 points in the first 20 minutes uh, two nights ago against Cougars, and they and they took them down. I mean, they just demolished them. They Their guard play can can um, be right up there next to Gonzaga. Um, they're, like I said, defensively just as good. Davion Mitchell is a force defensively, defensive player of the year. And I just think that, um, you know, it, it's going to be a really, really close game, and it's going to go back and forth, much like the game we saw, like, 15, 16 lead changes last night. I think it's going to be just like that. Um, and it might come down to who has the possession last, but I think Baylor has the the edge because I think they're a little bit better defensively. We saw uh, Gonzaga get exposed a little bit, you know, uh, last night. Um, but, I agree. Yeah, I agree. 90 think, points uh, from a, question, a team. I have a question to help you wrap up the, like your Baylor idea. Do you think – who does Baylor have anybody you think that could stop Timmy in the post? He was going crazy last night. He seems to go crazy against anybody. Then, you got to tip your hat at him. He's good. Got some good post moves. What do you think, Nick? You, who's Baylor got that can maybe put a stop to that? Because it seems like Gonzaga likes to go inside a lot. Yeah, they, yeah. They, when they know they can bully they, a team. Especially especially when the game's in the line, they like to go down low and go right to the basket. Yeah, you know, um, they uh, Chuma Chacha. He's pretty good down low. He's a little bit undersized, big man, but they also got that guy at Thamba. He's pretty good. He's playing really well, very good defensively. He's crashing the boards hard in the tournament. So they have some guys that can compete. I got to say, um, yeah, he's. He, I'm sure he'll eat. I'm sure he'll do very well because they're not as good um, in, their, uh, in their front court. But um, I just think the pace of the game is going to be very fast. Davion Mitchell is the defensive player in the, in the game. He's going to be like Revis. 
defensive player of, of the year. He's going to be like Revis locked on against Suggs. And I, that's going to be a fantastic matchup to watch. But I really think they have a shot. It's be a pretty good and game. I will uh, it's be a great game. I, I hope it's in, a great game. In a quick, in a, um, I will reveal in a bracket that Matt and I are in, uh, bracket challenge. There's only like 20 people in it. But if Matt, if the Gonzaga wins, Matt wins the money. If Baylor wins, I win the money. So, wow. A little bit of, of a rematch, Matt, of a fantasy and, championship. And how much is the money in that one? I think it's 200. Uh, I could I could use that. Let's go get some confidence up. But yeah, I've had I've had you know if I I get my rebuttal here. Matt had some rough stretch. Matt's had some rough stretches in these um fantasy leagues. Yeah, I've had. Can't I've had seem to pull rough. it out when it counts. Kind of kind of like this show. Yeah. <laughs> um. But but <laughs> I, like, I, wow. I think <laughs> I think I think it's going to be Hi, a Matt great Lee. game. Yeah, I think it's going to be a great game. But uh, you know um. I, I think uh, Baylor shoots a better percentage overall from three uh, than Gonzaga. And as, as we've seen in this tournament, if your threes are hitting, I mean, Syracuse hit 14, yes, 14 threes against West Virginia. And I think Baylor hit 10 uh, in the game yeah, they, yesterday. Um, yeah. They're a big three-point shooting team. And Gonzaga shoots threes too. But here's the thing. When you got, and this is my final points here, when you got Timmy scoring 25, Ayayi scoring 22, Suggs with 16, Kispert with 15. I mean, these guys are hitting. And you got four Suggs guys that are double digits too. like that. They had that um, Andrew Nemhard. He had 11. I mean, you have one, two, three, four, five guys in double digits for, for Gonzaga Bulldogs. I mean, these guys are tough to stop um, uh, offensively. Oh, and yeah. All I'll say is this. When you have Suggs. You talk, you, you talk on, about, man. you talk about shooting threes. I mean, Jared Butler's been shooting lights out over forty percent on the year. Then you got Davion Mitchell who's playing really, really well. And yo, these guys pass. I, I mean, I've been watching them since the, the season started. You know, and pre-COVID, I they had a COVID stop for about two weeks. And pre the COVID stop, I thought they were definitely the most dominant team in the country. Um, and they came back a little slow, but then picked it up. They pass the ball so well, it is scary to see. Uh, it's just so fun to watch. Like, They're really good the man first team. The they held they held Houston to 59 points, a team that, that lights it up usually. They scraped 59 Houston. points. They scraped Crazy. Houston. You got to admit, I thought, I thought that Gonzaga thought knows how to move the ball the around. They do, but they're not scoring 90 I, points, 93 points on, on Baylor. I'll tell you that. I thought the um, – I thought the games yesterday would be opposite. I thought Gonzaga would kind of blow them out, and I thought Baylor and Houston would be well. a little closer. But I just for, to to get in here to get in here, I think Gonzaga is going to win. But I, I'm rooting for Baylor because there's implications in the bra- in, in my fantasy. I mean, my bracket pool that I don't want certain people to win. You know what I mean? Like, so I'd rather give. Money I'm rooting to, for Gonzaga because I want my, I want my money, man. Nothing against you, man. It's got not, I didn't it's even got realize that do. I was going to win. Yeah, that's cool. I, I waited that's for the cool. podcast to tell you. So who oh, we got, great. Chris? Who, who wins? It's it's got it's got all to, it's got all to do with my pool, man. Nothing against you. I want you to win some money too. I can't win money, so it doesn't matter to me at the <laughs> end of the day. <laughs> but um, it's tough because I know Matt. If I pick Nick, Matt's going to yell at me. If I pick <laughs> Matt, I'm over it, man. I'm I over pick, it. It is what it if is. I pick Matt. Nick might be Matt. I don't. I don't want to get yelled at. So I'm gonna. Nobody's go, I'm, getting mad. I'm gonna pick my. I'm gonna pick myself to win this one because get you back. guys are. 
<laughs> no, I got I got yeah, a little but, fiery last week. It's the frustration of losing, but, I, but you but, know it's all right. But Matt, cover your ears because Nick won. Let's go. <laughs> all right. Yes. Nice debate there. <clears throat> that was a good it was, argument. It was great. <clears throat> and again, I I believe it can it, go both. It could go both ways, either way. Uh, it's hard. It's hard to pick in this show, man. It's just tough. I don't even like picking Nick to win because he's got more wins than me. <laughs> All right. Well, Chris, you and Matt are going to have a seat on the couch. And uh, the question will be, is the 17-week season good or bad for the NFL? Chris, you have a minute starting now. Uh, this, because they've been talking, I feel like they've been talking about this our whole life. The 17-week NFL season its finally becoming a reality. But I don't like maybe I'm just old school because it's been 16 my whole life. But I don't think it's better for the league in any way besides the money. Like, yeah, we get to watch one more extra week of the regular season. But at the end of the day, do you really care if you get to watch another if you get to watch the Jets lose one more time in the regular season or like you get to um, we get to watch an Oh, we get to watch like. One more regular season game where somebody could get hurt. What happens if they play se- week 17? Pat Mahomes, they got to play because they don't, they haven't clinched the the bye week or anything yet. He gets hurt week seventeen, like week eighteen. It would be at that point, and that would be a playoff game or a bye week. Why are they? Ch- they're so concerned about um, safety in the league. I don't get why they're adding another game. Like er- they got so many injuries every year. All these star players go down, ACLs, Achilles, all these other injuries every year, and they want to add one more game to that where they're. Who are safety with especially with the concussions and everything, they're so worried about safety in the league, and they're going to add one more week of meaningless well, football at the end of the day. I, I I will say that all right. So uh, that that's it for you, Chris, um, on your minute. But I will say that you know it's for mo- it's money, <laughs> as you would exactly. expect. Uh, but they're and, so but worried. I, about, I, but you know what I mean. I w- they're so worried about concussions and stuff but like Chris, that. Chris, there usually just, is there thinking. usually is like three or four games that matter in terms of seeding in the final week of the playoffs. And, and to, to the other point is that they're removing a game from the, the uh, preseason. So essentially they're playing the same amount of games. Yes. You can say, Oh, the starters aren't playing in the preseason, but they play a little bit. So I like it. I think it's, you know, I like watch. It's great for the fans um, for the players. Eventually, you know, it's actually going to, their contracts are going to adjust accordingly. So they're, they are going to make a little bit more money from what I can gather. And it seems like this is opening it up to a little bit to play a little bit more of an of an international schedule from what I'm hearing. I think it's gonna so, be an 18 game schedule eventually too. I don't think they're just gonna stay with 17. So Matt, what are your thoughts on this? Um, and what do you think are some of the benefits and uh, you know downfalls of, of having an extra week on the regular season? Well, benefits, even though I don't agree. Um, are definitely for the fans. And to your point, are definitely for London fans, Mexico City fans. I definitely think they're going to take advantage of this week, especially because the games are going to be more, there's going to be a a higher percentage of games that are more scrimmage games, right? So it's a legitimate game that works towards the schedule and the overall record. But let's face it, it, it's basically taking a preseason game literally, which it is, and placing it in the regular season because a lot of players like Mahomes who are going to sit out as they did week 16, if they have the buy, so are, are going to happen. So yes, there's going to be a small percentage that are still fighting for that wild card spot. Sure. But there's also going to be a lot of players, the best players who have got that first uh, week buy, who are going to sit out. So clearly it's a moneymaker 
for the losses from the pandemic. They're clearly trying to make money back because they didn't have fans. Yeah, because they didn't have fans last year. So I think that it's a benefit to the league and maybe the the players a little bit if they're going to get paid more, but they are playing more, so they should be paid more. But I think the benefit is only for the league and the money and the losses that they're making up for and fans being able to go to a a game that might be cheaper for them because – the games might not be as important. So, hey, I'm going to go see my team who's not going to make the playoffs, but I get to see him this year for a cheaper price because the game doesn't matter. So it's a benefit to the fans to, to see more football for maybe a lesser price. And it's a benefit for the league to make more money. I really don't think it's a benefit to the players at all because, like I said, you should be paid more if you play an extra week. So it's not like they're getting an attaboy, like, oh, let me give you a little bonus. Well, I don't, I don't well, think it's a benefit to the players at all. I think that it's a well, higher risk for injury, and I think it's just another week that we're going to see star players sit out. Well, the way that it's going to benefit players is, you know, right now they have 47% of league revenue. It's scheduled to rise to 48% starting next, uh, actually this year. So it's actually yeah, going to, now they're going to be making more money. Essentially, it's going to right. allow but for they them should, to be paid a little but, bit more. But they should make more money if they play more games. I think from a logistical standpoint, <laughs> keep the preseason game, let rebuttal? them get their... You let them get their stuff together. A, a, a lot, a lot of, a lot of, um, some, some Matt, contracts Matt, the way that they're smoking. structured. A lot of teams, are, a lot, a lot of players are going to get an extra game check with this seventeenth week, from what I'm gathering. So they are set to make in the future, and some of them, if not all, um, a little bit more money on a on a per game basis. But Chris, final comments on your thoughts on you know, um, just just this topic. I mean, do 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 you think that there's any real benefit outside of the fans enjoying it and the and the and the nfl you know making more money that's it it's really all comes down to just them making more money because i think going back to what i was saying i think it's i think it's a terrible idea because i think all you're all you're adding is there's going to be more wear and tear on the players or or there's going to be players sitting out more like we got in the NBA. Yeah. I feel like maybe there's going to be some load management games and yep. divisional games don't mean as much now because you got an extra game outside of the division. I feel like it's just adding more like stats are going to, you got to put asterisks on all the records now because what happens when there's a 17 week season and Pat Mahomes throws 60 touchdowns because he's got the extra game. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If they play, but I think re- I think players sitting out is going to start to become a problem because I think there's going to be a yeah. game in the regular season where everybody's like, "Oh, maybe we're going to start the, oh, we're fifteen, we're ten and one right now. Maybe we're going to start the backup this week to give our our best player because we got a five game lead on the in the division and we got a two game lead on the number one seed in the in the playoffs. So hey, we're gonna we're gonna sit our starter this week because we got extra games at the end of the season." You know what I mean? Like it's gonna it's gonna be tough because I because th- I think all like I said I think all it comes down to is the money and it's not and the wear and tear on the players is not gonna be worth yeah. the extra money yeah. at the end of the day. I'd rather see the pl- the best players playing when it matters most at their highest level and not be any more because there, there you already have um what's it called uh stamina problems and all this stuff when it comes to the playoffs already players are hurt hurting they already keep, playing through injuries. They, they you shouldn't have messed with it. Uh, all right, Matt, final, final comments, though? Good points, Chris. My final comments are they shouldn't have messed with it. Whether or not you watch the preseason or not, you know, you got guys, first game, getting the cobwebs out, second game, starting to play at a higher level. Maybe the starter, you know, more starters are in. Third game, you're playing at a high, high, high level. And the fourth game is basically a week one preview 
for them getting going. I think that's been a progression that these players have seen for 20 years. If you're someone like Brady, who's starters been in the don't league. play in week four of the preseason. Week three is kind of the preseason. Yeah, that's yeah. Sorry to interrupt. But, but 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 still, week three is like like I said, that same progression of it, we're playing at a high level, and then week four is kind of a preview for week one, maybe in terms of offensive and defensive sets. All right. If it's you take away right. some it's of the players. Take, it's kind of taken out an extra bye week for the players. You think about it because so many starters sit out week four of the preseason. Now all of a sudden they're going to be thrust yeah. in. It's be week one. Yeah, I, I think it's just adding right, a well, whole other element to the good, game that they good, don't need to add. Good points. Good points. Um, I'm for it. Uh, I'm excited for it. Extra week in fantasy. <laughs> but no, uh, no, I'm, I'm cool. As a fan, I'm cool with it. Like, yeah, yeah. Extra football. I don't really care as much I mean, as a fan, though, to be honest. All right. So I, I really say that. Are, but I'm saying I don't both. care. Like, I'm saying I don't care, but I'm not going to be like, I'm happy now that it's here. You know what I'm saying? Because it'll it's extra football at the end of the day. There's nothing we can do about it. All right. Well, got to move on here. I would say both brought up really, really good points. Um, I'd say the, 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 the point about load management potentially coming to the NFL um, might be the, the, winning, the winning point. So I'm going to have to give it to Chris. You guys did bring up a lot of the same, uh, a lot of the same arguments, and that one uh, was something I haven't heard before in the argument. So uh, that's, that's why I'm giving it to Chris. <clears throat> yeah. Thank you, Nick. I appreciate that. I, I love getting dubs on this show. Another week where I'm not shut out. I'll take it. So I'm going to have to pick now. Situation here. Okay, hold on. Let me let me let me check up on the on the questions real quick. So we've done two. Okay. So sorry guys, I'm kind of so I'm gonna go with who is the best wide receiver in the NFL and why. And I'm gonna put Nick and Matt in the couch. And I'm going to let Nick go first here. So, Nick, your 60 seconds starts now. You know, I'm going to have to go with uh, DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, he has the most receptions in the league since 2018. He's uh, by far, I think, one of the best route runners. He's, a, uh, he's got great vision, great hands, conte- contested catches. are You know, he's, he's got a lot of those. He's actually a good blocker, too. I just think what he does, he, the, the, I mean, he can have like two, sometimes three guys in his vicinity and come down with the ball and he gets, I would want to look into what the stats are, but he has so many pass interferences against him because that people just can't keep up with him. I just think that there's an argument to be had for some other guys, like uh, for example, Devonte Adams is a lot like him. It's very close between those two, two, I would say, but for me, Excuse me, it's got to be DeAndre Hopkins. Adams. Devontae Adams also gets to play with um, Aaron Rodgers. You still got a few seconds here if you want to keep going a little bit. All right, well, Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins is the only player in the NFL with 100-plus catches in each of the last three seasons, so the consistency is there, right? So now that he's got – he was doing that in Houston where the quarterback situation was, you know, iffy at best um, – and until, until Sean Watson, until Deshaun Watson got there, I'm saying. So before that, yeah, he I don't was get why they got rid of him. That was a weird move. That's for but all through his career, yeah, even, out of it. even before Watson, he was dominating. So quarterback doesn't matter for him. And I just think no, that he's, he's, he's a talent, you know. Um, seven games you, in, you, in 2020 with uh, 100, 100 plus yards. I, I agree. I, I like the. 
Hopkins' choice because you could because people argue um, Adams, but you got to go. His quarterback is Aaron Rodgers. He's one of the top, like at least top ten quarterbacks of all time already. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So it's pretty it's pretty tough to go with somebody like because imagine if DeAndre Hopkins had Rodgers or Brady or Mahomes or somebody like that. So it'd be pretty hard. Um. So Matt, maybe if you want to go into a um. If, if you agree with Nick on DeAndre Hopkins, or maybe if you got somebody else in your 60 seconds. Yeah, it is Devontae Adams. The best wide receiver in the league is Devontae Adams. Last season, he led the league. Convince me, eight, Matt. Convince he me. He had 18 touchdowns. Let me repeat that. 18 touchdowns last year. You win games in this league Dave by scoring Ron touchdowns. Rogers. And here's the thing. I am sick and tired of these excuses for players like you just gave. Imagine if he had this quarterback. Well, wait, wait a minute. Let's pull back. He has a great quarterback. Let's pull back. It, all, it almost reminds me of every excuse about Sam Darnold not being about Sam Darnold. How about we show some respect to how good Devontae Adams is? I mean, seriously, enough of, you know, let, let, let's get let's rest it all on the fact that he has Aaron Rodgers. The guy had 1,374 yards. Last year, again, 18 touchdowns, 15 receptions. I mean, this guy was leading the league. So he would lead the league on another team with another quarterback. The guy, let's show this social, put some respect on this guy's name. It's not all about who is throwing to him. It's about who's catching, okay? Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver in the league. He is, as the NBA bubble would call, you know, uh, Tyler Hero, a bucket. This guy is a touchdown. Damn, he's a touchdown. I will say, right. I, yeah, I like, I like, I like, I like um Devonte Adams, but I, I think a lot of his not, not that it's gonna judge my decision on who's winning this. I just think quarterback and who you play with has a lot to go in with it, especially when you're not like because if you're if you're a good quarterback, you can make it work with whoever's around you you see Brady do it you see Aaron Rodgers do it almost because who on that team besides Devontae Adams is any good and it's it's tough it's more tough when you're a um like when you're a wide receiver if your quarterback's not good to put up big numbers you don't see a lot of wide receivers put up huge the numbers uh, he, he, he was he was he was doing he was doing it with Brock Osweiler put, can, <laughs> doing it with Brian Hoyer Jamison <laughs> Crowder was one of the most efficient wide receivers, whether it was checkdowns or not, but he had fucking Sam Darnold, who's awful. I mean, screen so passes. You can't say that. You cannot say I love, that. I love Jamison Crowder, but let's keep him out of this conversation. Crowder was efficient. <laughs> you can't say that. And he has a horrible quarterback. Uh, I don't That's even know true. if I can give you your 30-second rebuttal. Um, so I, I, I don't even think say, I need it. You know, Matt, um, the touchdowns are staggering, right? 18 touchdowns. That's pretty insane. I'll give you that. And Deont- Devontae Adams <clears> – <throat> Is just as, if not as good, just there with with uh, if not, if not better, just as good as DeAndre Hopkins. I will say that. I mean, they had nearly identical in terms of the yardage. Hopkins had seventy five more yards. They had the same amount of catches, one hundred and fifteen. So they're very important to their teams. But I will say DeAndre Hopkins six, um, you know, six different times this year, which I think it's got to be one of the most in the league. Uh, catch over forty plus yards. That's dynamic. I mean, this guy can do it. In the short, intermediate, and um, long passes, he's he's just dynamic. All right. It, it's, All right, he's okay. Well, for my for my for my thirty second rebuttal, I agree with you that he's dynamic there, Nick. But again, 
when you're looking at a guy who said you get to go. Maybe I had something to say first, man. Come on, I'm the moderator. You're skipping over me. No, you can go. I'm just trying to. <laughs> I, I, I agree with the with the with the short, mid, and long game. But again, at the end of the day, you have to look at catch percentage. And DeAndre Hopkins last year, seventy-one point nine. Devontae Adams, seventy-seven point two. So when you're looking at the volume of catches that the, the they had the same amount of catches, right? One hundred and fifteen. Mm-hmm. The the percentage that he was catching that ball was a lot higher than, than, than DeAndre. Not a lot higher. So, was that, is that five? 71? That's six. That's, that's 6% higher. What were that's the, what were the percentages again? 71. It's like 77 to 71. 77. I mean, that, 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 that that's a the, jump. That was, that's a jump. And that's the, that's the percentage on, um, like the, attempts thrown at the receptions that they caught, like balls thrown at them to That's the catches. percentage that, yeah, that's the percentage. Yes. I'm and trying I to that you're, when your catch percentage is higher, when you have 18 touchdowns on the year, a large margin from the second place guy, you are a touchdown. He's the best wide receiver in the league. All right, so Matt, you kind of you kind of went in. The reason why his catch percentage might be higher is because of Aaron Rodgers. Again, putting the Again, ball right in his great. hand. That's a that fact. Has, that I has understand. a I'm, lot. To, but I'm saying that's that for him to, to have. Do with it. You're right. For him to have a hundred and this, they had the same amount of catches. And one was playing with Aaron Rodgers. Why? I don't give a shit why it's that way. And one was playing with Rodgers, and one wasn't. It's just kind of great. Good point. Tough. I'm not. I'm not saying it's not a good point. I'm just saying why. I'm just saying. Kyler Murray is no scrub. I know, but but it's like I think he's a a top twenty quarterback. The conversation ends that he he is the human being we're talking about. He has that percentage. He has that percentage. We're gonna rest yeah, it all on his throwing that per- it's, it, it's fucking no, but ridiculous. I'm saying that particular that particular stat mm-hmm. you brought up has to like that particular stat. The catch percentage could yeah, be it has to do with the partnership. Do with sure, Aaron Rodgers. The partnership, so, sure. He has Kyler Murray, but then maybe wait, but wait a minute. As, but but if but if the, but maybe but the wide receiver has a shitty year and he's catching, he went there. That's his first year with the wide receiver. If a wide receiver has a shitty year, okay, and he has a lot of drops, who you blame it on? Quarterback or the wide receiver? Because now you're saying that but how do his we know? positive attributes is more to do with the, so what are the quarterback drops? than the wide receiver. So, so, look up, so look up the drops. What are the drops? You seem to know, though. So if it's drops, it's at the quarterback or the wide receiver. You seem to know because if it's the catching percentage, you're saying it's because of the quarterback and not the wide receiver. So what is it? No, but I'm saying that if the percentage – it could be throws at them, but it might not necessarily be a drop is what I'm trying to say. It doesn't necessarily mean so drop. It's a little ridiculous to rest it on who's throwing to him and not are, recognize are, are, the individual are we, uh, talent. Are we gotta we gotta move on here, Chris? Do you have a decision? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I was just trying to explain to Matt. I'm not. I'm just saying the particular stats you brought up has a lot could have a lot to do with the quarterbacks that they're playing with. It could. It's, it's not like a point. A, yeah. It's a point. Like I'm not trying to say. Like I wasn't trying to start a big argument or nothing. I'm just saying that's a big factor into that percentage. A little fiery here but on Easter tough. Sunday. <laughs> yeah, man, it's a, it's a day. Jesus is yeah, risen. He's I, I, risen. I'm, defi- yeah, he's I'm, risen I'm, defend- man. I'm defending my argument. No problem. I'm just having right, fun. What, man. what do we got, Chris? That's all we're trying to do here. You guys put now. I'm in this situation again <clears> where <throat> if I pick Nick, Matt is going to be mad. I'm going to get yelled at, man. <laughs> but um, let's go. I'm I'm going to go. 
tough because Matt kind of swung me with um, the 18 touchdowns. It's a lot Nick, of touchdowns. I, I, love, I love Hopkins, but I think I'm going to go with Matt because he kind of swung me in a different direction from what I was already thinking. I was leaning with Hopkins, and then Matt brought up something. I, I wasn't even—I didn't even realize he had 18 touchdowns this year. And not, and not only that, so they had the same amount of, of catches. But um, yeah, you know, for, exactly. our, for our listener, yeah. for for our listeners, it was two less games. Adams was hurt a little bit uh, this year, so he had 14 yes. games. Oh, I didn't know that either. The, nearly, the, I should have brought the that same up, amount yeah. of yards and, Matt, and you uh, the, 18 you to six up, touchdowns difference. I forgot that he was injured. Yeah, that's right. All right, Matt, you're Good up. Point, Nick. All right, so so Matt, if you want to pick the next question, go ahead and get this show moving a little bit. Sure. Uh, my question uh, is going to be, should NCAA players be able to earn money for their name, image, and likeness while attending school? Um, I'm going to put myself on the couch. And uh, Chris, uh, you're also going to uh, sit on the couch for this one. And uh, Nick, you're the moderator, so let me know when I can uh, when I can start. All right. Put himself, first. Put himself first. He's going to go with yeah. And say, All right. Matt, you are on the clock. Uh, you know, this is uh, something that uh, has been talked about for a while. Um, and I think I'm on the, the side of absolutely. Um, you know, I think that the revenue that these players bring in for the organizations, big time organizations, Duke, North Carolina, you know, even, you know, UConn, especially for the women's, you know, with, you know, jerseys, put the name on the back. You know, people are walking around with a number one Duke jersey. They know it's Zion. Put Zion's name in the, on the back. Let him get some revenue for that. I mean, yes, he's getting endorsements on the side, possibly. Sure, it's just a, a human. But as a student, the money that these students are bringing in for these programs with the TV contracts and all that, they, they're the reason people are tuning in. I mean, Paige Buckers has 45,000 followers on Twitter, 758,000 on Instagram, and 280,000 on TikTok as of Thursday. I mean, she's going to take in like $382,000 this year just from social media. So imagine if UConn was dipping into that and actually creating a business around that, a business model. I think that these players give too much of their time and put money in other people's pockets to not see any of it. And I think this would really bring down the bribing of parents, right? The, the slander we see of, of teams of giving parents money to have their kids come, like what happened to James Wiseman. I think it would really reduce that. And all right, not that's only all we that, got. not only that, but but I think <laughs> he right, said he is. Oh yeah, right. Not only that, all but right, I good also points, think, good points. You think uh, like contracts? You think it would turn into like contracts eventually? Like if they paid them? Like, I, well, I, yeah, I just want to ask Matt a question, maybe off. It wasn't really I part think, of my. I think definitely, if you think about it, Chris, like if let's say she comes in, right? You know, like, first... it'll turn into. But could that turn into schools like? I don't know. Or maybe I don't no, want to I talk think about it, I, this yet. No, it's all right. No, on like a side conversation, I think it's fun yeah. to talk about. I think that like, let's say Paige commits to UConn, right? She gets there. They like see that Ooh. she's got this following already. Paige? A national player. Don't, don't, don't do um, that. So like if Paige comes in, <laughs> I'm sorry, right? I haven't watched that. She is, she is. I know who she she's is. She's wet. She is a sharpshooter. Anyway, but so right, anyway. All right, Chris, all right, okay. No, Chris, okay. real quick. Yo, don't so, say that. All right, all right. That's enough for you, Matt. Chris, go ahead. Your, 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 your yeah, turn. He said, he said she's wet. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry, she is. All right, Chris, you're up. <laughs> All right, so obviously they should be paid, but my only problem with them being paid is maybe to see the other side real quick to start my argument. I don't see the other side, but 
it might turn into a bidding war between the top schools where they you can be like, hey, we're going to offer you a one-year $40 million contract. Come play. You know what I mean? Like, if it makes them enough money. I'm not saying that $40 million is a number, but I'm going to go into they should get paid. You know why they should get paid? Because athletes take time away from their study to play sports. Playing a sport, it's basically playing a professional sport at that point. It's a full-time job. You have to be fully committed to playing the sport. You can't do school. Like, if you're going to do well in the sport, you aren't paying attention in school as much. You're not – do athlete Nick, you went to West Virginia. Do you ever see any of the top athletes in the classroom? Not often. That's exactly it. they <laughs> got to take time away from that. <laughs> they have to take time away from their class. They're not in the books, and they're not guaranteed to go to the NBA if they're putting in their all for the school. If they were getting paid for that, they can maybe go to school after they're done playing sports. You know what I mean? They could just go to the school to play the sport. But because if you think about it, they're paying the athletes if they're not on scholarships they're paying for everything out of their own pocket they're paying to go to school they're paying for food all this all this stuff like that and all the money goes right to the coaches in the school they don't see anything it's crazy and and i think if they got paid you might see better competition like players won't sit out at a chance to get injured so they don't get money in the future you see it all the time. I feel like players don't go as hard, especially if they got injured maybe in the regular season. You don't see them play as hard in the tournament. It's tough. Yeah. Because, like I was saying before, right. it's definitely yeah. sports are a full-time job at the end of the day, and you can't do well in school that you're paying for if you want to do well in the sport. I will say yeah. that, you know, good, good points there. Uh, and, and you know that the schools though do give them something, right? I mean, the average cost of an out of out of state uh, you know semester is like twenty five thousand dollars. So it's you know it adds up. I mean, anywhere you go, you're getting a college education. Yes, to your point, Chris. Are they really fully immersed like many of us are when we're in college because we don't have to be a you know semi professional athlete? Probably not. Um, so. I mean, I think some of these guys, when I went to West Virginia, some of these guys were like eating really shitty, eating like dinner at Sheets every night because they don't have any fucking money. Like they should, if the university is going to delve out funds, which I think that they should, you know, uh, maybe in the form of some sort of like, um, you know, like more free meals for students and things like that. Because some of these players really are, don't, don't have, you know, the money to, to really be living on their own at this point, And they're putting their, well, their needs, body they they're playing to, on the line. It needs to be more than just, I think that it if it wasn't just meals, if we take away, how about this, Matt, if we take away they're from sport, they don't really have time. If we to take away from the college the paying them. So if the college doesn't pay them, what about if the NCAA, you know, or colleges profited off their likeness, you know, video games, all that stuff, um, you know, jerseys, and maybe if they got had, they could be able to have contracts with, like, say, Nike or Adidas, the, the distributors of these different well, um, jerseys at the different I like schools. That. I like, I well, like I that. Think, and then I, they get checks cut. What do you think about that, Matt? I think that that should happen as well as what we're talking about, because someone's individual Powerade endorsement or Nike endorsement, that's outside of Duke, UConn. They need to see direct money from Duke and UConn. And here's the thing. The NCAA is going to lose in the Supreme Court. They already started losing because the NCAA is basically a monopoly and they're not, and they fixate how many scholarships these schools should give out. Here's another point. If a school wants to give somebody more money, they shouldn't have to check with the NCAA. They should be able to give money to someone who plays volleyball, whatever. The NCAA tries to only allow them to give a certain amount of scholarships to the big time sports that are on TV and that they're making money from, from their contracts with these big you know, TV companies. So here's the thing. They need to be able to 
if this would actually curb that, right? Let's say with Beckers, she comes in, she has all these followers. They say, listen, we're going we're gonna to do some deal where your jerseys, all this, we're going to create a, a little subcontract for money you're going to receive from what you bring us, right? And that allows them to give more scholarships that maybe someone else who's a, a center on the team who doesn't have Paige Bucker's uh, social media following. I mean, it's 2021. We got to look at the, the fact that she and other people have these followings on social media and utilize that. And it would allow them to give money if the NCAA is going to fix it, how many scholarships they could give. They don't need, need to give Paige that much money because she's getting it in another way. Because right, she has a like, subcontract. Like it's been a long 30 seconds here. So right, I think, I, I think ahead, that, Nick, to your point, they should see money directly from the school. And money that comes from Nike is separate. I don't, they should see I, money directly I, I, from the I school. I disagree. I disagree with that. I don't think the school should pay them. Go ahead, uh, Chris. Well, it's a, it's a, if you think of, at the end of the day, the NCAA is a multi-billion dollar business. And the people that are making it a multi-billion dollar business are not being compensated well for it. Especially like, they can't, like you said, they can't, they can't make money off autographs. They can't make money, like, this school can't buy them a car. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. They get in trouble for, and they're making billions of dollars a year off of this, and they're paying the coach a couple million. You know what I mean? Like, especially the top schools, like Alabama. How much money do you think Alabama football makes a year? It's probably, it's probably ridiculous. It's probably close to some professional teams. Mm-hmm. And no, and think about it, and nobody would put up with this in, Nobody else would put up with this. Think about it. They're adults. They should be getting paid. Nobody would you are you gonna go do something for free just because your school tells you to? Like and and, and here's know, the thing, man. and here's the thing, Nick, too. Let's say when you gotta put your body on the line and everything. Think about football. These these players are getting laid out and injured yeah. and all this. And they might and, you know, and if you, you, you look know. at basketball and stuff, they mm-hmm. might stay a little longer if they're getting paid. I'm not trying. I'm they trying to, utilize, like, you know what I mean? Nick, you, you know you can even have, have But you know what you can even That's have? Let's say we take it away from the university. Let's say we take it away from the university. Now you have, you know, this could help both, uh, you know, women, women athletes and male athletes. Because or what if there's another let's say you're in Let's say you're in West Virginia, for example, right? You could have, this could actually help small um, companies. So let's say that, you know, Joe's, Joe's Tires in Morgantown, West Virginia, they get a, a deal with... Um, um, with with um, McBride. I don't know, Miles McBride, yeah. right? And they pay him ten thousand dollars for the year, and he shows yeah. up. He's on a commercial for them. He, uh, you know, he mentions them in his post game interview. Those sorts of things, and he gets paid. He, you know, he gets paid ten thousand dollars. Now but you have to link it with tires. Now Joe's tires is getting advertised. Can I say one more thing? Benefit multiple different facets. But Nick, then you have to link it with West Virginia University. That's the only way that it links in our conversation because he can do an endorsement deal as a human being outside, but linking it with the team and linking it with West Virginia. Yes, it would be on his jersey. It would be some sort of relation to the university. This is where I think think you could go with them not getting paid because I think they should should be another option. If you want to play sports, you should be able to – Go to the NBA draft right out of high school. Go to the NFL draft right out of high school. Well, they're allowing that in the NBA. If you could go to the G League now. Well, that's what all I'm right, saying. So I that's think all, those that's all we have for, for this one. That's all we have for this one. And I think one. that – no, no more points. Yeah, we're yeah. done on this one. You have to remember just, just real quick, though, the, the points that we're bringing up is like when, 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 when ESPN is advertising UConn and pages everywhere, pages, name, all this, they're getting people to want to come and watch and subscribe to – you know, the network to watch the, because the game because, because of, of her, player, not because, because of, of her. School. Okay, so, okay, so. okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. That's it.
<laughs> All right, Matt wins this one. We're, about, we're moving on. We're talking about women's sports. Oh, nice. Yeah, we're All talking right, about Matt, women's your, sports, your choice. Man. Next question. All right, my question is, should the NBA go back to the bubble for the playoffs? I'm going to put Chris and Nick on the couch because I've already put myself on the couch. And uh, I'm going to give this uh, to Chris. Chris, you can uh, you can go first here. So uh, I think I don't think they will at this point because it seems to be going pretty well, not being in the bubble. But I think it would be pretty awesome to see that again. You know what I mean? If they, if they could, I think they should. If COVID spikes again, but with the vaccines and stuff, they're, I don't think they're going to go back to the bubble necessarily. But I think it would be great because remember how great the basketball games were in the playoffs last year? Everybody was rested. Nobody was traveling. They were all there hanging out. No fatigue from travel. We were seeing great basketball games at the end of the day. And that's what it's all about. You want to see the best basketball possible. Obviously, they would lose money, so they would never do that again. Unless they ha- unless COVID started spiking back up, but at the end of the day, as a fan that can't that I'll I'll never go to an NBA playoff game in my life because obviously because the Knicks stink they probably won't even go they'll blow it at the end of this year too I'm sure somehow I'm not I love that they're good but I just don't believe it but but to go they should go back to the bubble because it's the best way it's the best basketball everybody's rested. It's it's great to see, like you know, what I mean, you see players that might not necessarily go right, off Chris. because they're tired, start hitting shots. I don't know where we, you wouldn't know who Tyler Hero was if it wasn't for the bubble. Yeah, and, and Murray is a very streaky player, and he made himself look like an absolute all star last year. Um, but good points, Chris. You know, um, I like your point about you know the best, the better basketball. I think fatigue has a lot to do with uh, or travel. Um, and uh, I want to bring up to you, Nick, to, to Chris's point, which he touched on. Um, do you think, obviously I want to hear your perspective on if they, you know, should they do it or not and why, but would it be, would money be a consideration, um, obviously in not uh, doing it because Chris brought up, they, they they would lose money because only the people in the bubble area, if they allowed fans would, would be allowed to go in that sense and yes, travel. But, um, do you think that is a, a, a huge aspect of why it might not happen? Yeah, I, I do. You know, um, they anticipated this year around a, a 40% loss in, in, in league revenue. And I would anticipate a lot of their revenue comes from the pl- playoffs, people buying jerseys after the playoffs and, you know, people tuning in, the ratings increase during the playoffs. So I would, I would assume that, and then obviously you have people coming to the games, right. In these, all these different cities people, and it's um, so yeah, it has an effect. And that's why I think they, they won't do a bubble. I do think they should do, do a bubble. Now we're going to have a situation where, you know, if they don't do a bubble, they should probably, I'm sorry, but mandate that everybody gets vaccinated because now they're, they're traveling all across the country and you get one player on one team who's going to, you know, get COVID. And now we either have to delay the game or someone's going to get a forfeit win. And, and it's, it's going to be like a, it's going to be tied like three, uh, three, two, and then someone's going to get a forfeit win and, and then they're going to go win four, two, and it's going to be stupid. And that probably will happen. So Yes, it's a money thing. Uh, I don't. I think they should have a bubble. Uh, I don't think they should go back to the way that it is. Um, it was nor, nor, normal circumstances, but um, you know, we'll see what happens. So yeah, Chris. Uh, you know, this is a little bit uh, great points, Nick. And you know, I guess if I heard maybe you correctly, push it off a year or something to go yeah. back to the normal playoffs, so um, maybe you could have full venues. Yeah, you, 
you brought up a good point, Nick, just about the fact that um, you didn't say this specifically, but I know you meant it by your comment that we're still in the middle of this pandemic, whether we want to admit it or not. And, you know, unless there's steps taken from safety protocol, from a safety protocol perspective, it probably would be realistically smarter um, because you're going to have, you know, these super spreader events with the players being um, traveling to different uh, cities, which before this was no issue, but now definitely something we need to consider. Yeah, I mean, a Adam Silver said, you know, in March that he wasn't aware of anyone that's been vaccinated yet in the league. So, well, you know, it's it's, it's a controversial, uh, you know, conversation because people have the reasons for getting it. And people have the reasons for not getting it. And I'm sure our listeners can agree with that, that, um, you know, everyone has the reasons for how they feel. Um, uh, but, you know, I also understand certain industries kind of uh, mandating it happening based on their exposure you know, based on how many people they're in contact with. I understand from a business perspective, certain industries kind of saying, we are kind of requiring this for you to continue on. So I wouldn't, you know, be surprised if something like that would happen with uh, sports organizations, sports teams that are traveling a lot. I think, so, I think all players are going to have to get vaccinated. So that's all. It has to do with the collective bargaining agreement. They have to have an agreement with the play players have to agree to it right? in the NBA, at least. What association has to agree, right? Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. So, Chris, uh, to next point a little bit, I want to, you know, it to you, how much does COVID um, and the current state of the pandemic um, affect this decision? Aside from the great points you brought up about kind of the enjoyment that us fans get from the bubble experience. Well, well, obviously, I, I didn't feel it was necessary to bring up the COVID factor into this because we wouldn't even be talking about this if it wasn't for COVID. It's kind of like, you know, what I mean, it's kind of hard to go into the. Um, what's it called in, in the discussion about COVID because we've been talking about it for so long and it's like, it is what it is. But, um, but obviously the travel, it would lower the travel. So, and what Nick said about the games being canceled, what happens when, what happens when it's three Oh Lakers game, that's what I'm game saying. Five, yeah. Game four, game four is coming first round. They, the whole team gets COVID. They got to shut down for two weeks. Well, the, the opposite. What, yeah. The opposite, yeah. And then they got, yeah, and then they have to, and then they, what if they have to forfeit? It's 3-0. They have to for, what if they have to forfeit the whole series because they got to shut down for two weeks and they're up 3-0 in the series? I mean, that's what so I'm to, I mean, I mean, numbers are down. That but would to be me. What, what would they I just don't? They wouldn't push the playoffs back two weeks because one team got COVID. They would just make the, that team. They would continue the on. Series and Tra move on traveling all oh. around the country. I, I don't I know numbers are down. I don't know how no one on any team, no coaches. No interns, you know, no players, no, you know. I'm sure uh, somebody has it, but maybe he's not going to get COVID. Yeah, so nobody's uh, going to get COVID there. That was a good I mean, thirty second rebuttal. Yeah, Nick, just you want to wrap up a little bit on your points there with. No, yeah, somebody's definitely going to get travel. COVID with all the travel. Yeah, I think it's you know, I think it'd be stupid not to do a bubble because someone will get COVID on within the organization and on one of these teams, and it's going to cause a real issue for the playoffs. It's going to push the playoffs out. You know, to Chris's point, you might be up, you might be down. Are they going to do a forfeit? If it's a certain amount of players that get COVID, do you get a forfeit? Were they not practicing socially distanced guidelines? Do they get punished? It adds a whole nother element to so many aspects of the playoffs. And it was simple. And it's avoidable. It was efficient, yeah, yeah, it was efficient and, and efficient with the bubble. And it was very exciting because, you know, players yeah. playing in the same venue, you know, consistently – you know, they, they, they were they were shooting very well. They were they're hanging out in the hotel, really hot, and yeah. the chemistry was really good. And you had these teams that that, to be quite frank, I think played a little bit better 
um, than they would have having days off against, you know, premier talent. Um, so, all right, Nick, I think it's, yeah. I, I think it's a no brainer, but I, I, I don't I think, think they will. It's phenomenal uh, points that you guys both brought up. And I think, you know, it's important to remember too, uh, you know, shout out to Adam Silver, who I think is the best commissioner in sports. Um, you know, he really handled this uh, phenomenally. And I, and I, and he, I think, yeah, he was the first, um, you know, commissioner of any professional sports team that shut down the league. And Hey, and hey, I mean, COVID didn't, they, began. didn't they not have any positive cases the entirety of the bubble? I mean, that's absolutely incredibly impressive. And I think to, to that. To yeah, that, that, point, that was that was peak peak. Yeah. COVID. So so the, the idea we, we use this term bubble, but the idea of actually isolating everybody in this little community actually worked. And, you know, um, I, I great arguments on both sides. I'm, I'm going to have to go with Nick on this one. Um, you know, I, I thought the points just, you know, about COVID, even though we're in it, Chris. Just I, I the, what swayed me was I didn't know that Adam Silver came out and said he wasn't aware of anybody getting vaccinated yet. And I think that that's at the point that it's at with kind of it being an option was kind of what swayed it uh, in this argument uh, for me, for Nick. But again, just, you know, for our listeners, I think uh, my opinion here is that it absolutely should go back to the bubble. I mean, how efficient it was, how he's going to go down and remembered as a commissioner for this. And, you know, why, you know, try and fix something that's not broken. And I, I just think that go back to it. We're still in the midst of this. You know, until we get through this year, I don't think we're going to see, you know, any sort of loosening on um, kind of the whole aspects of restrictions and kind of being safe with all this. So I think it should happen. But Nick brought up he doesn't think it will. I mean, time will tell, but it's definitely the smarter move, I think, to go. So, Nick, um, that brings us to the couch. Yeah, me and me and Nick uh, have two. Uh, Chris has one and uh, Nick already put himself on the couch with one question left. All right. Yeah. So Matt and Chris have a seat on the couch for um, how, how big of an addition is Andre Drummond if the Lakers are healthy for their, I guess, you know, for their overall ability to win. Uh, Matt, have a seat on the couch. And your minute starts now. You know, uh, Nick, you, you brought it up to me for uh, a while. Uh, you think Andre Drummond is, is dominant. Um, you know, I, I, I think he, he can be a dominant player. I mean, um, it didn't, wasn't great that someone stepped on his toe and he was injured in the first game that he was there. A lot of hype around that. Um, and it seems like the Lakers are being a little plagued right now um, with, with, with injuries. So I think Andre Drummond uh, is, is a great player. Um, I think that with the right team around him, he can be a good facilitator. I don't think he can necessarily be dominant per se. Um, you know, uh, in, in 2020 on the Cavs, he was playing a lot of minutes, 28 minutes. Um, he was shooting 47 from the field, which is pretty good. But years before that, he was 55, 53, 53% um, when he was on the Pistons playing pretty consistent basketball, um, you know, averaging 17 points per game for pretty much like five years in a row. Um, you know, average, not phenomenal, not playing at an MVP level by any means, but definitely one of the most dominant uh, centers, dominant big men in the game. I think to answer the question fully, I think he can be a great addition to this team, but I don't necessarily believe that it incredibly enhances their chances um, that, you know, they, right. they, they already had. I think, you know, with, with Gasol and him, it's they're trying to recreate what they had last year um, with the big men, and I don't think they're going to get it. All right. Good points. Good points. I will say I love, for our listeners, I love. Yes, he does love um, Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond. I and think my he's point great doesn't player. take away from his I talent. I think that he hasn't uh, had a whole lot of talent around him in a, in a, in a while. 
And, you know, I, I just think that he's, he's going to have that pick and roll going with LeBron, with Schroeder. And yep. I think he's going to dominate the, the paint. And I think that he's really going to play well and it's going to be big for them. I mean, they're going to have to play some big guys um, in the playoffs. And if they, you know, if they get to the finals, they're, they're probably going to have to play, um, you know, if they have, if the, if the 76ers somehow get there, they'd have to play in bead and he'd match up well. So I think it's imperative in terms of crashing the offensive boards. He's one of the best what? in the league. I think he's really going to be huge for them. Yeah, okay, just relax. So, okay, so the Nets, the yeah, the Nets are going to go. Nets with their seven fucking all stars. All right, Chris, go ahead. All right, so obviously, Andre, if the the question is if the Lakers are healthy, what is Andre Drummond do? What was it? What is it's basically is what the is the question Andre if Drummond they're healthy? For the Lakers? Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, it's in the question. Obviously, if they're healthy. <laughs> If they're healthy, how does it do? What does it do? If the Lakers are healthy and Andre Drummond is playing, they have one of the best. They have, they have one of the best big men in the league to go with another one of the best, probably the best big man in the league, um, AD to go with the best player in the league, LeBron James. Come on, man! They have Andre Drummond averaged with Cleveland just it was just this year, last year, this year, whatever you want to call it, seventeen point five. 13.5 17 points 13 rebounds which is okay but but he's only playing 28 minutes there's there's 48 Pretty minutes good. in the basketball game and he was taking 20 minutes to sit down so now look at it this way when he goes to the Lakers playing with all them he doesn't have to take the same amount of shots all his points are going to come off of offensive rebounds and putbacks because the offense runs through AD and LeBron already so imagine when LeBron shoots a three you got AD and Andre Drummond crashing the boards to get the um to get his if he misses so LeBron it opens up LeBron he could take more threes now which helps them compete with the Nets and all these other teams that their whole game plan is around threes because LeBron has two safety nets down there to get rebounds now and the in the last time I checked the Nets don't really have a big man that could do anything with either one of them. So if they're healthy, the, the Lakers are going to win the championship with Andre Drummond now. No, the just the the disrespect of uh, DeAndre Jordan continues. On this I know. Podcast. I mean, he has the highest field goal percentage <laughs> in, in NBA history. Chris. No, but Andre Drummond <laughs> is is great. Who's t- guarding t- uh, AD? Tell and me Drummond. about Matt. T- yeah. Tell uh, tell me a little bit about you know um, outside of you know offensively, what does this bring to the table uh, on the defensive side, and um, you know. How important – actually, I'll just leave it at that. Go ahead. Yeah, on the defensive side, I mean, you know, Andre Drummond, you know, he averages uh, 1.2, 1.4-ish blocks per game. Um, and, again, he wasn't playing a lot of minutes. And I honestly – if AD is healthy, I don't think he's going to be playing much more you know, on the Lakers. So, he's he's gonna, if he's at the same efficiency he was at when he was on a, a shittier team, I think he's going to bring a lot defensively. But just to wrap up my point, to go back to the question, you know, does it help their chances? I don't think it helps their chances when they're inevitably going to play the Nets in the NBA Finals. And why is because I think that everyone was all concerned if Harden was going to work, you know, changing up his game. He did it fluidly, okay? And he's going to be the MVP this year. And Andre Drummond, he is going to be playing a similar game that he played, and it's going to take some time for us to see if it's, if it's a good fit. But I don't know if he'll be averaging as, as many points, um, you know, or as many uh, rebounds on this team when you have – if AD's healthy. So the question is if, if, if he's healthy, because I think he's going to get in there. But 
I it, question for you, Nick, is is it going to be all three of them starting? Is Drummond, AD, and Le, or Drummond, AD, and LeBron all going to be starting? I think I think yes. You bring up some good points, good points there. But uh, I think yes, you know, because um, um, Davis is a stretch five, the, so he can he can space it out a center. little bit. And he he's defensively, I'm, I got to tell you, you know, he's phenomenal. I not, know he's might be the best center defensively in the league. And offensively, he's well, definitely top five. Uh, he's a really he's good defender, man. He's a really good there's defender. Not many, there's underrated. Not he has many 100, good he's 104.4 defensive rating this year. That's he does, pretty good. He, he does He does seem to me like a true center. And I think, you know, I, I, I do think he's going to pick and roll is going to be nice. And AD can the play pick and roll, the Yeah, the pick and roll is going to be nice. And it all revolves around if they're healthy. Because I think if they're going about it with Drummond and LeBron, it's it's not going to work. But if AD is there, I think that it definitely well, – How you know, is it – who has LeBron ever not been able to play with? All right, not, Chris, I'm uh, saying against – Come on, Chris, come on man. man. You just say it's not going to work. I'm saying the Nets, come man. On. I'm saying – Is final, it going to help their points, chances because the Nets are against – because the Lakers are going against the Nets. That'll just be right. Obviously, it helps. Obviously, it helps their chances. Because what are the – because realistically, if you think about it, the, the Lakers could go huge when they play the Nets. And the Nets have – what? how is um, – so what if LeBron comes out the point guard and they play – They're going to play big versus small pretty much. They could play big and then – you got. You might end up with one of these smaller guys guarding LeBron James. What's Harden going to do when he has to guard LeBron James? And all of a sudden, you got KD guarding AD and all this other. This might be an example, though, Chris. We've said our whole lives, you know, defense wins championships. This might be an example that offense is going to take is going to win the day, man. I'm sorry. Like I know a lot of old school guys are not going to agree with that, but you you keep saying like who's I agree. Stop, I agree. The Nets will win, but I'm just like I don't I don't know. I think I think I, I just, a, the, the Lakers. They neither of these teams really match up well with each other, and I think they I don't. just think LeBron. At the end of the day, LeBron is going to get them playing way better together than the Nets are going to be. It was a phenomenal addition because think about it with everyone the Nets were getting, it was a phenomenal addition. I just don't know well, if they, it's going to create just, what they, they wanted want, to create. You know, they just I, it's, went it's, to it's the finals with Trump. Dwight Howard and fucking Javale McGee last year. Yeah. They're, they're this is a those guys huge in, yeah. upgrade. It is a huge that. upgrade. What do you mean? And they have Montrez Harrell now. They have Montrez Harrell off the bench, and now Marcus Saul is on the bench too. So it's like that's, like, that's on, I guess man. the point I was trying to remember. That's Nick. Big. So Gasol is going to come off the bench big. now, right? Gasol is going to come off the bench. So the starting five would be what? Maybe, Schroeder, Caruso, maybe you could, LeBron, maybe you play Drummond, and Montrez AD. Harrell at the four off the bench, and you got no. Marcus they got Caldwell Pope. So so so. So it's those two up top, and then LeBron, uh, AD, yeah. and Drummond. But That's I, a nice. I, I think we got to. I think we got to close out for nice, today uh, in terms of this question. Um, so, and that, that's all for our questions today, unless there's a sudden death. But I will say the very good debate here and overall today. I'm gonna have to give this one to Matt. I thought he brought some good points. Um, you know Let's about go. Uh, you know what he brings his efficiency and whatnot. And I thought you you did it as well, Chris. Um, and uh, I think overall, I agree. Drummond's going to have a huge impact on, on their championship t- uh, chances. So that puts uh, our our score currently at Nick two, Matt. What does he got? What do you have, Matt? In terms of episode wins. No, just like right now. How many questions three. did you get right? Three. All right, you get three, so you win. And Matt, and Chris had um had one, right? All right, so Matt wins. The streak is over, Chris. 
streak is over, Chris. Matt's on the board. So we got Nick Losing at three, Chris at over. two, Matt at one. Um, that's that's all we have for episode little six. Little family. Uh, we got to get you guys listening again. Little family um, bias here. Chris gets now it's close. We won't. Chris, Chris wraps up the episode. Chris, take it away. Can I um? Can, can I? Can I um? I, I, maybe I'll cry a little bit like Matt did last week and be like, <laughs> "Well, no, you guys don't pick me." <laughs> but it's straight. Matt finally won. Congratulations. Yeah. Happy Easter, everybody. Whatever it takes. It's been a good. What a what a great. Going back to great games last night, the Houston Baylor game kind of sucked, but the second game made up for it. it he had a bank bank shot off the fucking Ooh. glass to win. Unbelievable! I know the Madden household is probably going nuts because I know how yeah. you guys get into your games. A lot of yelling. <laughs> shout out to um, shout out to our loyal listeners, which I know there's probably not many, but we did hit a hundred likes on Facebook, which was dope. I don't even I didn't even know a hundred people liked us to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> But um, going in, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a shout out to um, Harry Duffy again for coming on, and even though he picked West Virginia to win, so I don't know if we should ever have him on as a NCAA expert <laughs> again because that was kind of made us look bad as a podcast, to be honest with you. But <laughs> sorry, Duff, but but <laughs> but um yeah, so shout out um Mike Madden and. Christine Madden for always liking our posts on Facebook and probably listening to at least most of the episodes. But um, and shout out to Greg Horn for always coming on our posts and talk. We'll have to have some of these people on the show eventually, even if they just come on for a second to say hi at some point. But um, definitely, good show definitely today. gonna Happy have some more Congrats to Matt for the win. Thankfully, Nick didn't win again because <laughs> he would have been running away with the standings. And I hope everybody has a good day. Happy Easter. All right. Happy Easter, Easter, everybody. Thanks again. Watch the the national championship game on Monday. Championship game. Yeah, tomorrow night is going to be a great game. Let's go Bulldogs. Taylor's going to win. Thanks, guys. I'm going to go 2-0 on my predictions at the end of the show.